What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. <laughs> For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. <laughs> Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wade in this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coaches Diamonds. And you're in the Desert Storm bunker with the Black Moses himself. And EWF, that is everyone's fantasy. And CGA, C. Gala, and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. I was just, I was just playing. I was just playing. I was seeing if y'all was, I was seeing if y'all was paying attention. <laughs> all right um anyway i heard through the grapevine we got a great show for you lined up today man today is gonna be a little bit of a dark show it's gonna be a little dark i'm just letting you know i'm just warning you viewer discretion is advised for this particular content and uh the reason why is i normally don't try to uh do dark content like this meaning that i don't like to feature uh people's lives being taken all right, and so a lot of people suggest shows, and they're like, hey, talk about this, and, you know, this did this person took this person's life. Well, I try to avoid those topics because, first of all, I got to do the topic, and I'm inviting that spirit into my life, and I'm not a person that's taking person life type of spirit, right? But um, this one is going to be interesting because last night's stream, I think we kind of cracked the code. We cracked the code together as the coach gang, the coach gang. Trying. And uh, what we did was we were having a good discussion, and then it kind of came up because uh, there was a woman who did a segment about women are evil, um, and she gave her perspective from TikTok. We actually pulled the page up, and um, she gave her perspective saying, hey, listen, women are vindictive. Women are manipulative. They do evil things, and she was counting the amount of evil things that women do, and of course, other women are well aware of this, and uh, when men talk about it, they act like, well, not all, okay, but you know, when they talk about the evil that men do, yes, all of us could be capable of doing that. Now, we cracked the code because we were talking about custody issues and we were relating current stories about women that have done evil, dastardly things in the name of custody of children. And so we cracked the code. We said, wait a minute. This could be why one of the reasons why the family court is kind of handling women with kid gloves when it comes to custody of children. Okay, because I'm going through a, a similar situation. And we said it is possible that they try to kick the can down the road and avoid women becoming violent by giving them custody of children. Now, there is some data that suggests that men are often the ones who perpetrate these violent cases against children and mothers. However, this might not be true, just like domestic violence, just like sexual assault. When you take in consideration all factors in recent events, the data doesn't show that, although there are cases when this happens. And what we're going to do today we're going to go through a series of news articles within either the past five years or the past 20 years. It just depends of women becoming violent. Mothers becoming violent in the spirit of La Llorona, La Llorona, in the spirit of La Llorona that a lot of people forget about when they talk about these situations. And it could be possible that the unfavorable situations that father sees themselves when they are trying to be a part of their children's lives could be attributed to the family court and judges knowing, in fact, that women are probably more likely to carry out violence than men. 
in these situations. So we're going to we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. And there's going to be some dark stories featured here. All right. We're going to talk about people hiring hitmans, hitmen. All right. Women hiring hitmen to delete their kids. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get crazy here. So viewer discretion is advised. If you don't like this type of content, I understand. I will not show you any gruesome pictures. We're just going to kind of talk about it. You know what I mean? And I'm going to have to have the Holy Spirit wash my sins all the way after this show. All right. But uh, anyway, to contribute, to contribute to today's show. All right, dollar sign, the Notorious CGA on the Cash App. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And I spent to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel, the Notorious one. New, 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 new. And let me get to the, let me get to the, let me get to the earlier contributors to today's show. All right, what do we got here? Albert Wesker says, soon XXs will go Chris Benoit in custody battles. Uh, funny enough. I dropped something. Funny enough, there's a funny video that, um, man, I know so much about this stuff here. Uh, there's a funny video of a woman losing her mind in the courtroom and getting ninjas. <laughs> she got her boyfriend locked up. She got her mom, her mammy locked, locked up because she was going to have to share custody with her father. I might actually pull that up. All right, her baby daddy, I meant. Uh, Derek Eaton says, yo, rent's due in this I'm month. Going to Are you tired of looking away? What are we doing? Right. <laughs> This show is off the rail. He said, your rent's due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. My rent's due on this mic. <laughs> My rent's due on this mic. All right. Jermaine is in the building. He says, happy flatback Friday, coach. Gang, yang in the building. And that's He you. says, what's up for the weekend out here? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Uh, we will talk about our flatback supreme, Olivia Dunn. I guess I'll give you an update on the flatback supreme. This is flatback Friday. Let me give you an update on Olivia Dunn. She can't even go to school no more. All right. Can't attend classes. I'll have to. Uh, let me see here. Where is this right here? Uh, yeah, I'll have to pull her up right here because of safety concerns. Olivia Dunn can't attend classes. All right. The Flatback Supreme herself. Let's see if I can pull her up. All right. Yeah, because it is Flatback Friday. Yeah, there it, there it is right there. And this picture always gives you an idea of where Gen Z is going. Um, I don't know if we ever have a picture like this for Gen Xers, but let me see if I can capture it for you. All right. My whole thing is buffering here. What is going on? You see, I'm buffering on my own show. Let me see if I can uh, pop it up here. Yeah, I'm getting a, I'm getting a little bit. of. Am I buffering on the screen? Because my whole thing, my whole computer is about to shut down. It looks like. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'll give it a shot here. I'll give it a shot. My computer's warming up. There it is right there. Uh, Olivia Dunn, Flatback Supreme herself, and take a look at the young boys in the background. Uh, this is Gen Z in a nutshell. All right, this is Gen Z in a nutshell. If you want to know what the dating scene looks like for Gen Z, this be it. <laughs> Where the women have more star capacity and star power, all right, than the men, all right, than the men. So check this out. All right, look at the young boys trying to get a peek at that Flatback Supreme. And so uh, the story goes like this. This is Flatback Fridays. The story goes like this. There are safety concerns with the look. Look at the look at the ninjas in the look at the auditorium filled with dirty old men and young ninjas. Look at these guys out there with signs. Do, do, Gen X, Gen X. Have we ever done anything like this, bro? Like, can you think of one celebrity we would have done this something something for? This is how different the attention is, the attention level is for young men versus young women. All right, they out there with signs and shit. Yo, 
<laughs> Hold up for a second. Where, where we at here? Go back. Why my photo go like this, man? My computer is bugging. Just so you know, right in the middle of the stream. Uh, look, look, look at this. Have you, did you ever think, look at this ninja got a cutout. Man, we, we down bad. Boys are down bad, brothers. What is she famous for? She's famous for the internet. She's famous for being a flatback. That's what she's famous for. Look at this, bruh. This is the Gen Z dating uh, community in a nutshell. All right. Gen Z, man. Lie. Yikes. Yeah, that brother's stuck. And it's so bad. It's so bad for her that she can't even attend classes. This is the article right here. So she's a student. It says right here, Olivia Dunn can't attend LSU classes anymore for safety reasons, bruh. Now, wait a minute. Here's the crazy thing. She's a student athlete, allegedly. She's not one of the best gymnasts on her team. She's not even one of the best gymnasts on her team. But the funny thing is, for for this reason, what is is the difference between the football players going to class and her? Isn't there safety concerns? Isn't there uh, young women out there targeting these young football players going to class? Why does she get a pass to do online classes when the football team got to go to class? All right, the football team got to go to class with all these apex predators and women claiming grape. Like, man, this is crazy, dude. The things, the things we do, man, this era is softer than, than Charmin tissue. Unbelievable, man. Unreal. Unreal shit, right? Shout out to uh, Sucker for Love Ninja says the reason these baby mamas are turning to violence is because that ninja no longer hitting the bottom. He says, I stopped hitting the bottom years ago, indeed. All right, and it turns them crazy. Rational Rationality says, on the road to date, working out a Mastodon at Planet Fitness. All right, shout out to you. (laughs) This is crazy, bro. We got some great stories lined up for you today as well, man. Listen, shout out to Juco says, shout out to my favorite African-American out here. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Indeed. Shout out to No Government Name BH. I think he had something at the end of yesterday's show. Yeah, you did. Shout out to you doubling up. Shout out to I am. He says, I am says Hong Kong's Tijuana is calling me for the weekend. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend? He nigga? says, how can I get your free agent lifestyle hat? It's California license plate. I'm going to have to try to get a licensing agreement with the creator of that so we can get it distributed. All right, because it's quite expensive. One hat was quite expensive. Shout out to Jim Rat says, get them Duke boys from last week. All right, get them Duke boys. All right, we do have a couple of Venmos and PayPals. All right, so I do want to acknowledge them. Carter says, I came to the conclusion of them being evil too. He says, I've always said, I believe the serpent was Lilith, the woman who was already committed, committing sins like lying and deceit before they existed, then blamed it on Satan. A.K.A. Jermaine's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. By the way, the woman that is featured in that clip, it's all Jermaine's fault, will be featured in today's episode. All right. So um, the, one of the reasons why she was, um, she, she did what she did was because of a custody battle that she was in with her child's father. So indeed, the Jermaine fault woman, she's actually on the thumbnail with the bonnet. She's the light-skinned uh, Creole-looking chick with the bonnet. She's going to be featured in today's episode when women become violent. And it's mostly centered around custody and or to eliminate the father. Let me get a couple of PayPals and Vimos, and then we're going to kick the show off, right? Shout out to Sizzo. He says, for the Free Agent Lifestyle Friday, 
they are not going to like this one today, he says. But, Coach, there's a new female hire at my job, and my other co-workers are starving. Oh, no, man. Yeah, that brother's starving. These guys need some milk. All right? And I bet you she's not really that attractive. She's probably attractive, but she's attractive only because she works there, right, inside. Everybody's like, oh, she's super fine. She probably, she probably not that attractive, but guys going to be willing to risk their job over it. Adrian Paul, coach, you caught me. I am on an LSU gymnastic tour to follow our flatback Supreme Livy. We are tailgating and everything. I've been down bad for about a year now. He says, all jokes aside, cheers to the coach gang and happy Friday. Shout out to you, brother. And he out there starving. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Let me check Venmo. Uh, we're ready to go. All right, let's kick today's show off with a little bit of straggle and sniggle theater. And I don't know how many straggle and sniggle theaters we got here to feature. All right, but uh, we about to feature it. So get ahead and run that intro. Give me a second here. I don't have everything set up. Yeah, run that intro. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right, we need a sponsor for Straggle and Sniggle Theater. I'm like, Straggle and Sniggle Theater, sponsored by. Yeah, that's what we going to have coming up next. But we got a straggle that says she's dead on the inside. Oh, man, what happened here? I'm interested to figure out why she dead on the inside. Well, the reason why is what I warn a lot of people about. When you become a sex worker, you basically see men in a light that you're never going to ever see men in a light. You'll never be able to see men the same again. This also goes for the junior college. So be careful with how you operate in a junior college because once you go to the dark side, there's no coming back. But this woman says, I feel a little bit dead on the inside. She's an OnlyFans artist. And she says, I feel completely desensitized and I don't know, not to sound funny, but I really don't feel any type of desire or like attraction to men in general anymore. This is what happens when you become promiscuous. This is what happens when you have men telling you to put all kind of things in your holes for money. This is what happens when rent is due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. This is what happens when you turn to tricking. You see men in a way that you cannot unsee them ever again, and this is what happens. So this is what's happening to Gen Z in a nutshell. Gen X is somewhat similar, all right? But they thought riding the carousel <laughs> was not going to have consequences, all right? The box worn out. Men been telling you to do all of these things with your toes and your feet and putting things here and there, getting throttled on camera by chats, Tyrone's. Uh, listen, they do this at a young age thinking that there's no consequences. Man, nature has already worked this out. Psychology has already worked this out. Having yourself exposed like this has these consequences. So then you become lost. You become dead on the inside. Not a surprise because people have been telling you once you become, once you hit this dark side, your lack of, your ability to pair bond decreases significantly. But nobody wanted to listen. So now they're turning the conversation to high body count shouldn't matter. It does matter because you become 
dead on the inside. Oh, the humanity. All right, yes, indeed. So here it is right here. She's like confused about it. Well, I don't know. I feel completely desensitized. I'm losing my attraction. I really can't love. So when people say they can't love anymore, they can get into a relationship, but she's dead. She got the thousand cock stare. <laughs> so, man, I'm telling you, man, people have people have known this to be the truth for a long time. People have warned of this very thing. And by the way, that looked like a man sometimes. But, you know, feminism knows better. These young women know better. No, not me. No, this is the reality of it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When you ride the carousel, when you expose yourself to this, you become desensitized. I think also uh, men in general are desensitized as well because they've been exposed to so much nudity and sexuality that, you know, the fetishes are out of control at this particular point. So they're becoming desensitized to even basic vanilla sex. Okay. Also, this happens when men um, overindulge in pornography, um, especially married men. When married men overindulge in pornography, what happens is he can no longer even be sexually satisfied by his wife and vice versa. So the wife will, you know, space her sexual availability out and it'll become unpredictable. And then what he'll do is he'll just go ahead and just jerk off, right? And then by the time she's ready to, um, you know, give himself some reward sex, he can't perform. He can't stay hard. And then they're like, well, I have erectile dysfunction. No, you don't. You have pornography dysfunction. You have banging an old woman dysfunction when you're looking at young tenders online. So you guys got to watch out for this. Protect yourself from these things. When you think about these things, you know, when you think about, you know, auto fixating yourself, if you will. Think about how you're desensitizing yourself. And uh, down the line, it's going to have complications. It's going to have, um, it's going to have, um, consequences as a matter of fact Deion Sanders talked about this he said he, when he was young you know they would have trysts with one woman then they would have trysts with two women then three then it never was enough then they needed four then they needed five and six and sometimes unfortunately these male celebrities turn to men yeah look him up I'm not gonna name names but after a while Five women can't do it anymore. No more train, no more orgies in training. Training. They can't, they can't do it. So then they got to go to the next one. And then, of course, when you introduce substances into it uh, to get you all hyped up, then anything goes. It's sad. So protect yourself from this. Don't think that you got to go get it every day because it's available. All right. Uh, so watch out for that. Also, also hit the like button in here. We have 1,200 people currently watching me as we're 20 minutes in with about five minutes of me talking to myself. But hit the like button as you get into the show because more people would love to hear this information. And it can help. It can help by hitting that like button. But have some salami discipline out here. All right. Do we have another straggle and sniggle story? We do. We have a woman. I can never remember her name, but she goes by Lisa Ray. Okay, she was in the movie Players Club. She also was married to, I believe, the the prime minister of the Bahamas or something like that. He actually had his own island, essentially. Well, Lisa Ray is out here still single and looking for someone to swoop her up. And that's you. But she's way past her prime. Yes, she is. I mean, come on. Everybody remember Lisa Ray. Now, this is Lisa Ray now. Let's go ahead and hear how ridiculous her expectations are now as she's talking to her cousin or her sister, you know, her stepsister by uh, uh, her stepsister's the brat tat tat tat. 
I feel like I've been helping everybody else through their And then it's like, well, what about my And then they can't help me with my at all. I just want to find a companion. I know you do. I can't even go on online dating because I did that. I'm waiting for a friend to do it. Eh, nope, that ain't working either. You know so what I mean? So you just got to be patient, Paul. How patient more I do I have to be? <laughs> God, Have you heard of the so rose? Funny. You don't need the rose because you got your own internal rose. What's the rose? It don't work for me, but it's a, a vibrator. It don't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. I was trying to do it with the rabbit, What's and it didn't rabbit? work either. The rabbit is like the dildo with the little tickler and then the vibration and the motion. I'm, like finna, that. I'm finna go. No, it's supposed I, to be I, real good, I right? Don't, I don't, I but don't see, do those. when I get to doing it, and I be like, oh, no, no, and then I stop. So I need the physical body on me. The body. Because that's what turns me on. I feel like I've been helping. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is kind of what we're talking about. So you have Lisa Ray. Uh, this is going to be what Ebony K. Williams becomes herself in the next 10 years. So women are lost out here, guys. Never believe, let them, never let them make you believe that men are lost. Women are lost out here. And she's completely had almost every possible option that she could have. All of the best options have presented themselves to her. And now she's here, here sits talking about how she has been desensitized to autoerotica. And also, she cannot find a man. She's tried everything. And the man is not there. And that's you. All right. She's been ran through more times than the Holland Tunnel. She's been wifed up and divorced. She's been wifed up and divorced. She's been passed around the industry, allegedly. <laughs> and she sits here at 50 plus, still desperate. What do I tell you, gentlemen? I tell you, have a long memory. I also tell you that the reality is their first 40 years are their best years. After that, it's going to be a long 40. The next 40 years is going to be long and hellacious. Now, some of them will get picked up by simps and rescued, but not all of them. And all of them are going to be out here with that peace leave itching, ready to give it to you. So she needs the body. I'll go over there and hit that just for, you know, trophy purposes and say, I bang Lisa Ray. Come on, Lisa, call a brother up. I'll do it, but I ain't sticking around. I got to get up out of there after I'm done for sure. <laughs> but this is why I tell you to avoid beautiful older women. And of course, she's a good looking older woman and people jump on it. I'll take her. But the problem is she's already got a whole bunch of issues. She's desensitized by sex. She's desensitized through relationship. Um, let me see who her ex-husband was. Let me just show you. This guy was not enough. All right, what's her name? Lisa Ray, ex-husband. Let me see here. I think he was the, I think he was the, uh, he was the um, prime minister of an island. She tried to, she tried to blame it on Dwayne Martin. What was his name? <laughs> right. His name was, was it this guy? Yeah, it was the prime, it was the former premier of Turks and Caicos. Let's see if we can pop this up on the screen. Okay. So this is her ex-husband, the former premier, which I think is the leader, the, the elected leader of Turks and Caicos. Okay, there she is right there. Oh, man, she looked way better back then. Holy moly. Uh, take a look. 
So this is what she looked like back then. This was, I don't know what year this was. Okay. So he pretty much was the prime minister. She basically had a leader of a small island as a husband. And she's looking way better. Like, compare the two. I mean, you can see, she doesn't look the same at all. She doesn't look the same. Definitely on the prime and decline. All right, but I would still smash just so I could say I smashed Lisa Ray. You know, I might go through the industry at some point. The prime minister, Tur- Tur- the prime minister, essentially, the Turks of Keiko. That was her husband, and she screwed it up, <laughs> right? Mm. Hey, man, if he can't make you happy, I don't know who can. All right, Straggle and Sniggle Theater still going along with stuff that I warned you about. I warned you about stories like this. So here's a young lady uh, doing a copycat kidnap prank. Let's go ahead and review the 11 it on YouTube. year-old girl in this police body cam video is in a whole lot of trouble. She made a fake phone call to 911 saying her friend had been kidnapped. She later told cops she thought it would be funny. Well, they didn't laugh, admonishing her to never do this again. Amber Cagliano reports. This 11-year-old is in hot water. She's accused of faking a kidnapping. She thought it was funny and it was a joke and she couldn't get in trouble for it. Police say the girl texted 911 to say that her friend had been abducted by a stranger in a white van. The girl who gave a fake name said she was following the van on the interstate in another vehicle. For the next 30 minutes, she gave updates on the supposed kidnapping. He is tying her up, went one text. He's armed with a gun, said another. Hurry up, please. Deputies tracked the girl's cell phone and then went to her parents' home near Daytona Beach. Imagine their surprise when they confronted her and realized she was just 11 years old. You can talk to your parents. They say she fessed up. She stated that she got the idea to prank 911 through a YouTube challenge and thought it would be funny. The arrest report says her father was really upset. You're going to take this as a lesson at 11 years old that if you do something stupid in the future, you're going to enjoy those cuffs. I'm not going to do this again. Yeah, right. I'm not going to do it again. I'm just a young girl. I'm just a girl. I'm just a girl. So here's what I've been telling you about. Um, For some reason in our country, in our world, we want to protect women. And thus, the damsel in distress will always be employed and many times for legit reasons and or illegitimate reasons, meaning for attention. And we cannot distinguish when the damsel in distress excuse is employed. We cannot distinguish between false and real. We actually have to handle all of them as true. And we assume that a woman wouldn't lie about a thing like this, but we have just too much evidence of them doing so. So probably at 50% rate, it could be true or could be false, but if you just don't act, then you could leave a woman in danger if it is said to be true. Now, I also said and told you, I told you about young women in the preteen and teenage years. They learn to lie and manipulate, and they see what type of attention it brings. Now, you might think this might scare this young woman, but it's not. This is going to let her know and actually reward her system that, hey, I can easily seek out attention by making things up, and I can have people come to the rescue. Look how many people I can come around. So attention is neither, uh, attention is, doesn't have to be good or bad in order to receive it. Like there's no distinguishing it. Attention is attention. And young women, I mean, the entire world has been chained significantly by the lies of young women between the ages of 11 and 20. Correct. Right. Mm. 
Cleopatra even could go into this list. Between the years of 11 and 20, the lies that have been told, and of course, resources wasted, and of course, punishment not to be seen. So I want to warn you of this. Unfortunately, this got to be a truth that I tell you. Doesn't mean you should not act, but watch for the damsel in distress um, excuse being made. And it also extends even into the years after that. Anytime a woman says something, you got to think, is this for attention or is it accurate? Oh, I was in a domestic violence relationship. Who was the abuser? Okay. These domestic, these, these um, damsel in distress, um, these damsel in distress excuses, women inherently know that men will naturally say, oh, you poor thing. All right, you were a victim. And um, you will give her a pass on many, many red flags. So stay vigilant. Next straggling sniggle theater. Allegedly, a young man goes into a Walmart. I don't know this to be true, but he goes into a Walmart and he asks a girl, he's playing a prank on her. And he asked the girl something and the girl's ready to spring into action. Hit it. I was wondering if you could jerk me. Am I doing what? If you could jerk me. Am I can jerk you? You trying to go to the break room? I mean, we can handle that. Where's the what? Turkey. I was wondering. All right, you heard that. You can barely hear it. The guy's talking with the mask and he says, can you jerk me? Now, this is someone that they're claiming to be a Walmart employee. And we told you about those Walmart girls. And these Walmart girls are freaky deekies. They be on a lunch break in the car getting their cheeks clapped, all right, in the break room. They're known to be out here being top-notch skeezers. Well, he's trying to do a trick on her to basically have her hear something she didn't hear. But he says, can you jerk me? And she's going to take him up on the offer, all right? Yeah, you want to go to the break room, she says. Then he says, hey, he takes his mask off. Where's the turkey? All right, so let me go ahead and play it again so you can hear it. But apparently this young woman was going to jump all over it. So you believe. If you can jerk me. Am I doing what? If you can jerk me. Am I can jerk you? You trying to go to the break room? I mean, we can handle that. Where's the what? Turkey. <laughs> Listen. If you think that's fake, I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. I'm going to tell you, Walmart skeezers, he does look zesty. Walmart skeezers are a thing. All right, Walmart skeezers are the easiest women on the planet. They're the easiest women on the planet. But that being said, I do not support you going to Walmart to do this. But these Walmart scab-peeling skeezers are some of the easiest women on planet Earth. And their rent is always due. They rent is always due. All right. I often find it odd when I go to Walmart and I see a makeup queen. She's all done up. And I'm like, at these salaries, your rent's due, motherfucker. At these incomes, Jesus, there's no way. All right. There's no way. Let's go to the last straggle and sniggle. And then we're going to get into the episode. Remember, this is a dark episode. I would love you to hit the like button. All right. This is going to be a dark episode. Uh, but, um, Hit that like button in here. Uh, this is the last one. This is a Ling Ling jumping to action here. And so there she is right there. All right. So a Ling Ling. I got to turn this down. A Ling Ling's going to tell us why she thinks Asian women prefer white men. All right. So, you know, there's a stereotype between Asian women and white men. In fact, I had a good joke about that one time. 
And so she's going to talk about white moms versus black moms, why Asian women might target white men, white men. Now, we also know in their culture, in many, some Asian cultures, lighter skin is a higher caste, you're a higher caste system. But there's another reason why she says white men might be targeted versus why black men aren't targeted. Here we go. Like, it's very funny when white guys are like, oh, Asian women love white guys. They uh-huh. think that. But it's not the truth. Really? We do like white guys because mm-hmm. they are easy to manipulate. You know, like, like because white guys, their moms, the white moms are uh-huh. like, you're so smart, my Joni, so smart, so funny, so cute. Oh, my God, this girl likes you because he likes you. He likes who you are. This yeah. Chinese girl's like, cook and clean for you. Black mom, hey, she wants your uh, black ass to give her a green card, okay? Don't get, no, no, you're not that good. And she's, she's after the green card. And the black guy's like. A- all right, so she's, she's blaming it on the white moms, all right? Being that white men are easy to manipulate. Now, I was talking about that yesterday. Um, that white men definitely are in the matrix a lot more and they're easier to manipulate. They're easily to, to, to intimidate and scare, right? This is why they have the Chad complex so much and the Chads figure it out how to not get manipulated. So then she adds on the extra layer that the mom is going to say, hey, you deserve a good, beautiful woman, an Asian woman that's going to cook it clean. Now she's saying, of course, the passport bros mom is not telling these brothers the truth that these women are manipulating you as well. See, here's the thing. <laughs> I say all women manipulate, and I've always warned men that I don't care where you get her from. I don't care if you go overseas. I don't care if you get her next door. I don't care if you go to another community. I don't care if you go to the suburbs. I don't care if you go to the ghetto. It's all manipulation. It's all going to be, they all know the art of manipulation. So if they cut, bat their eyes and out cooking, that's going to be manipulation too. All right, it's straight up manipulation. Now, how you handle the manipulation is going to be based on what your experience on women is. But don't ever believe it's for love. It's not because she likes or loves you. It's because you're providing something. You got to figure out what that is. What are you providing? Are you providing status and say, or money, or support, or shelter? Don't ever believe that they're doing it for just you. She's saying the white moms don't prepare their sons for this. The black moms do. And she's just using that in general. But as we know, that that's not always the case. All right, so here, let's go ahead and finish the clip and see what she's talking about here. Oh, nope, that ain't it. Oh, and I cut the clip off. All right, it don't matter. We don't need to finish the clip. You get the idea. But what I want to do is run this outro, and then we want to get to the like button as soon as possible. Hit it. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick, you can get high with me, that's a deal, right? All right, uh, do me a favor, hit that like button. We got 15 million people in here watching me. This has got to be a record. But we only have 639 likes. We would love to get that to 1,000. As you saw, you hit the like button. 300 people came in. They hit the like button. And then three more hundred people came in just that fast. So, do me a favor, man. This is all I ask you. If you don't want to contribute financially to the show, that like button got to be hit. We got our brother Ren is in the building. Ren, he says, for the fight, the fight is on, man. And it's on. Shout out to DG Seymour. Says Lisa Ray looks like a crash test dummy. No, thank you. A crash test dummy. God dang. Your boy Scoop still hitting the bottom on these streams. Yes, indeed, brother. We are hitting them bottoms. We got our brother here, Snap. Snap Tech says, I'm at work sniggling, 
Give me that Uncle Earl. Shout out to you. I got money. All right. I got to load up some clips this weekend. All right. I don't have these full. I don't have the full clips like I used to because I switched over to a different software. But um, I got to get those clips loaded up perhaps this weekend. I'll have to. Uh, my son will be here chilling with me. All right. We'll be chilling. The boys will be chilling uh, for the remainder of his summer break mostly and uh, still fighting that fight. Jay Cool says Coach Olivia is living like most women today, on easy mode, at least at her age group. But in 15 to 20 years, she will, have, she will not have a clue on how to live, except that she will no longer be on easy mode. Vacation starts tomorrow. But I am also going to the, uh, see the Bills home opener, where I hope the Raiders take an L. All right, listen. I don't know what to tell you. All right, shout out to the Buffalo Bills fan. But yeah, Olivia is going to get a wake-up call. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. I hope she parlays as much as she can um, out of this. So we got our brother here, Macaroni Tony. Please, brother Greg, clip that every New Year's Eve, the miles resets. All right, I'll try, man. I, I'll try to clip it. <laughs> every New Year's Eve, the miles reset. And I tried to warn you ninjas, but you didn't listen. Let's head over to the Super Chats. Super Chat on the Notorious CGA channel. All right, we got... um. Carter, did I get Carter? I did. John Angelo says, good morning, CGA. Haven't been able to tune in for a few months, but the free agent lifestyle runs through my veins, brother. Riding hard, pause, keep saving lives, and thank you. Shout out to you. The genetic freak says, keep it up out here in these streets. Shout out to you. In these streets. All right. All right. Now, I'm going to just tell you, I'm going to warn you right now. I'm going to warn you. I'm going to learn you. Let's go ahead and see if I can learn you right here. This is going to get a little bit dark. All right, I have to do this show. One of the reasons I have to do this show is because we have to have another side of the story. This is going to seem like cherry picking. It's going to seem like overkill, and it's going to be uncomfortable because a lot of people can't seem to hear this. You won't want to see things like this. And men, we don't want to see women like this. We don't. A lot of us experience women like this. We do. And a lot of us try to warn other men about women like this. And we do. And you don't listen, do you? You don't. For some reason, you just can't see it. And women themselves can't see it e either. What they'll do is like, well, not all women are going to do that. But of course, if they show a man doing this, they'll be like, you see what these men are out here doing? So this is going to be dark. This is going to be an interpretation. This is going to be me showing you stories of what we cracked the code on. And we cracked the code on potentially the family court. In which the family court particularly might give custody to women in order to prevent women from committing violence. Violence against other men and violence against families and violence against children. Unfortunately, this is the case. Now, let me tell you about this story if you haven't heard it before. La Llorona. La Llorona. There it is. It's a Mexican tale. Mexican. Yeah, shout out to the Mexicans out here. Now, I warned you, if you think this show, you can't handle this show, and there's nothing going to be shown, I'm not going to show you any scenes or any violent acts, there's no videos, we're just going to report. I'm going to report story after story after story, to the point where you're going to be like, I've never heard this one before, I've never heard this before, this is bizarre. Now, this is stuff, sometimes that happens, of course, when you have children in play. But the Mexican folklore story goes a little like this. Once there was a woman who dwelled in the water, 
And one of the reasons why she would visit the water is because that's where she drowned her children. Why did she drown her children? Well, her children, after a divorce, actually enjoyed the company of their father. And their father had a good relationship with the children. She sought to destroy that. One of the only ways to destroy that was to drown her children in the water. And this, this folklore tale was told to Mexican children to keep them away from the water. All right. And so, look, don't drown yourself out there. La Llorona is in the water. All right. La Llorona will going to get you in the water. So kids will be like, I'm not going to go in the water. I don't want to learn to swim because La Llorona is in the water. All right. Now, I'm going to show you another woman giving you the same interpretation. But the moral of the story is the woman could not stand to see, even though she left her husband or her husband left her, the woman could not stand to see that the children were still in a good company and graces with the father. So she sought to destroy that. The same as people say, if I can't have them, you can't have them either, right? It's, I'm sorry, if you can't have them, I can't have them either or vice versa. So instead of giving the kids over to the father and her moving on in life, women often cannot do that. They cannot do that. So the best way to do is get the kids away from the father. And if they can do that, they will either get rid of the father or the children. Watch this. Let me see if I can take you to the story of the woman telling this story. And this story tells you also the nature of women. Of course, we're protected from this, and we don't want to talk about this, but we got to talk about it. Let's take you to this woman right here, and hello. Data on a Friday. Lord have mercy. Tell her. Look at that. She built like a whole refrigerator. All right, here we go right here. Let's go ahead and let her tell the story. Growing up, my parents used to caution me about bodies of water like this because this is where they say the Yorona used to live. And that tale is used to scare kids from playing in the water. And there's still a lot of adults who are even terrified of La Yorona. And now Hollywood's interested in telling that tale too. Passed down from generation to generation, the story of La Llorona is a Mexican folklore that's been used to scare kids for centuries. The man that she divorced with would visit the children and not her, and so she blamed it on the children and threw, her, threw them in the lake. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, the, the child's even describing it. Hey, the woman divorced the man, but the kids would visit the father. So as a result, she could not take that, and so she drowned the kids in the lake. Now, this is what we're doing. This is folklore passed down to Mexican children. Not all, not all. But this is what we actually do in America. But we don't punish it. You're going to see many times we don't punish it. We don't try to dissuade it. We don't try to prevent it. We actually encourage it. Then women take the man to child support court and say, he's not being a good dad. But the kids suffer. The kids don't drown in the lake, but the kids become less than. If you look up single mother statistics, the kids become criminals. They drown themselves. The kids become dropouts out of high school. They drown themselves. The kids are sacrificed. Okay? The kids are sacrificed. So a lot of people are not ready to hear this. I'm going to go ahead and play his part again because even they are aware of it in folklore. Right here. Here we go. It's a Mexican folklore that's been used to scare kids for centuries. The man that she divorced with would visit the children and not her, and so she blamed it on the children and threw, her, threw them in the lake, and they never knew how to swim, and so they drowned. Although everyone's version of the tale is a little different, many people seem to agree that she's a spooky woman who creeps around bodies of water. She goes out and she, um, 
she goes crying for her kids. And now that old Mexican folklore is coming to the big screen. Last week, Warner Brothers and New Line Cinema released a promotional trailer for their new film, The Curse of La Llorona, and many New Mexicans seem to be excited. This woman, this woman's healthy. All right, just. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> she healthy, bruh. Where's she at for my Tuesday? All right, anyway, let's let's continue, man. And I got to lighten up this show because it's going to be heavy. It's going to be heavy. Let's take you through some in, in, uh, situations here. Let's take you through some situations here. So the idea that the father left and didn't want the kids is a mythology of America, and a lot of men are challenging it, including myself. All right, and one of the things here, we're going to show you that the evil, the evil that they do, we're going to give you like five stories, take a break, five stories, take a break. You're not going to be happy, but we got to show you. All right, so check this out. Miami woman, age 18, arrested after allegedly trying to hire a hitman to delete who? Who? To delete who? Her three-year-old son. All right. So these stories go mainstream for just about a couple of weeks, and then men forget. But there's got to be something to this story. Why in the world? Okay, where's the father at? And her face is all torted, contorted up. A woman accused of trying to hire a hitman to try to delete her three-year-old son was bonded out of jail. 18-year-old Jasmine Payez. I can't pronounce that. It says right here, uh, it's charged with first-degree solicitation of deletion, third-degree use of communication device for lawful use, according to court documents. And they con she contacted a man who operates a fake hire an assassin website to report that the woman had contacted the operator to arrange a deletion for hire for the young child. Okay, going along right here, the woman uh, was asking if the job was facilitated and the job, if the job can be completed by Thursday. All right, wow. You want to ask, it's kind of like, why in the world? Now, this, this is not the woman here, all right? This is not the woman. Stop starving. This is the woman right here. This is the woman. So this is La Llorona. All right, more details will come, but this, is the, this, this happened last week. But moving along, moving along, let's talk about this case right here. Let's talk about cases. I'm going to just go cases, cases, cases. Here's another case, Florida. <laughs> this Florida is a lot of cases. Now, somebody said a lot of times Florida has a law that they have to uh, publicly disclose these cases. And other states do not. So this is why you hear Florida quite often. Thank you for sharing that bit of information. Check out this tangle web over a custody battle. I want you to listen to this web and see if you can uh, stay alert on this one. I happen to always remember these stories. This is why I'm here. This is why I can do this job better than everyone. A lot of men forget. Here we go. A young, hardworking mother of two took money to help coordinate the murder of a man she has never met. Did you have anything to do with the murder of Dan Markell? No, ma'am. The murder of Dan Markell is a complicated case. It's allegedly rooted in a bitter custody battle. According to the prosecution, two separate groups conspired to murder Dan Markell. On the one side, you have Dan Markell's ex-wife, Wendy Adelson. The government believes her brother, Charlie Adelson, and her mother, Donna Adelson, 
were responsible for funding the hit. And neither of them have been charged. On the other side, you've got Katie Magbanwa, Sigfredo Garcia, and his childhood friend, Luis Rivera, the three co-conspirators allegedly hired to actually murder Dan Markell. All right, so just to, just to catch you up, this is, a, this is over a custody battle. All it was was Dan Markell wanted 50-50 custody of his child. So can you follow this? It wasn't going to be he was going to get full custody. He was just getting 50-50 custody. And all of this, <laughs> all of this for this. Now, let's continue. We have now eight people or seven people conspiring to take out one daddy. All right, let's continue here with this story because it's not even over yet. Here we go. Katie Magbanwa's two children with Sigfredo Garcia. And she was dating Wendy Adelson's brother, Charlie Adelson. So that's how the Filipina got in there. That's how the Filipina. So the Filipina, again, she's not yours. It's just your turn. She had two babies by one ninja, uh, uh, Chad, a uh, little puppet. And she's now dating the other guy. So she's the middleman, which is he's the brother of the mother of the children. Okay, let's continue. True crime with CGA on locals.com. Coach Rick Adams.locals.com. Link is in the description box. Around the time of the murder. She also worked for the dental clinic owned by Charlie Adelson's family. Okay, so let me go back. So the Filipino worked for this dental company as a medical assistant, dental assistant, and also dated the, the son, who was the brother of the mother of the children. I got to go back, because y'all got to catch up. Y'all got to catch up. And was two children with Sigfredo Garcia, and she was dating Wendy Adelson's brother, Charlie Adelson, around the time of the murder. She also worked for the dental clinic owned by Charlie Adelson's family. Now, the prosecution claims that the Adelsons paid Katie Magbanwa $100,000 to recruit the alleged hitman. Wendy Adelson was Dan Markell's wife. They seemed to have this picturesque lifestyle. They moved to Tallahassee. He got a job at FSU. She also got a job as a professor. And they had what looked like a beautiful life. And somewhere down the road, th their relationship fell apart. Wendy wanted to relocate to Miami with her boys because that's where her parents lived. Donna and Harvey Adelson are Wendy's parents. They live in Miami and they run the Adelson Institute. They're prominent dentists down there, very well known. Uh, Donna is a big personality. She inserts herself into Wendy's life and Wendy's divorce. She did not like Dan Markell. Donna Adelson in these emails refers to Dan Markell as a religious zealot, a bastard, and proposes a plan of action for how to threaten and or bully and or bribe Dan Markell into allowing Wendy to move to South Florida with the children. So there, there you go right there. Let's go ahead and take a, let's take, let's, let's show you what we have here. So the, the dad wanted his parental rights. The dad was going to fight for his parental rights. The parental rights looked like the state was going to say, well, yep, and start restricting movement. The family said, not going to happen. Their only recourse was to kill the father. And they did. They killed him. They killed him. And they all conspired to do it. Now, the great, there's a greater story here, which on True Crimes, we'll talk about this on Saturday. We'll go into it. But there's a greater story to this. It's a big old mess. And the woman, the mother, got away with it. 
They could not connect her to the deal. They got away with it for quite a long time. All right, you want more stories to this. Be careful. You want more stories. Father deleted right here. Wait. Father deleted during child custody swap with mother and boyfriend. Yeah, they killed him. Yeah, they got him. But here's another one. Father wants custody. This is all centered around the father wanting custody. So the premise of today's show is to show you that when fathers try to be involved, even where we have them in this world where the dads aren't doing nothing, the dads aren't stepping up. When they try to step up, in some cases, there's violence against the dad. And they make it complicated. So when the dad leaves, they say, well, he left. He left. And that's the explanation that they give. No, he left because the violence was going to be there. All right. And so let's give you another story. Let's give you another story. Okay, right here. Man deleted outside Chesterfield police station during custody change. Right here. So the custody. The custody exchange. So he's exchanging custody and the hitman's ready. This happened to be the the mother of the child's new boyfriend. And so she gassed him up and he deleted. I think he's a pookie. Uh, he deleted the man who was the father. There's the father. He does look like he has a little sugar in his tank. But that's neither here nor there. I won't speak ill of the dead. But there is the deleter of the alleged deleter right there. Oh, do they have a picture of the mother? They do not. Okay. The mother claims that I don't know. I didn't know what was going to go along. But simply because the father's in the child's life. The father's in the child's life. Violence ensues. La Yarona. Okay. Now, let's take it to this one right here. Father of child deleted. These are separate stories. Father of child deleted in Ellis County says death was preventable. Okay. Wait a minute. Father of child kid. Wait, father of child deleted. All right. So there, this is a bigger story here. This is a bigger story. So let me see here. Let's go into this story over here. This is the other one right here. This is uh, Jermaine's fault. Is this the, no, no, this is a, this is a different one. Jefferson Paris coroner released cause of cause in case of a woman, a little girl's found in a bucket. All right. So this is the Ling Ling. So this is a woman who married a man who had custody of his daughter. She didn't like the child and dragged the child's body to the biological mother's house where the child was in a bucket. Continuing. Woman tries to hire hitman on Facebook to kill children's father, Kentucky police says. Police in Kentucky arrested a woman who's tried to use Facebook Messenger in her attempt to have the father of her children deleted. Melissa Wines, age 32, is charged with solicitation to delete and violate, violating a protective order, according to police in Louisville. The victim has a domestic violence order against Wines that does not expire, expire until 2023, court record shows. Wines contacted someone through Facebook on two separate days offering cash to delete the victim. The victim found out about the threats and called police. 
court records show that the victim has had a protective order against wine. Wines is her name. But he's the father of the child. Okay. When we talk about these things, this is why the courts literally just be like, ah, let's just try to prevent these women from going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Here's another one right here. Classification, arrest, deletion. The reason why she wanted to delete her child's father was because she was heartbroken over the couple separation in a subsequent child custody fight. Now, I'm making my case and I'm not even done yet. I'm not even done yet. Number of victims, one. Who's the victim? Her daughter, 12 years old. Her 12-year-old daughter. So they broke up. They have a custody dispute. She deletes her 12-year-old daughter. Okay. Now, there's stories about this of fathers doing similar. Okay, but what we don't hear about or remember are these stories. And they are quite common. Deborah Jeter, 33, who pled guilty, who pleaded guilty Tuesday in Hillsborough to capital deletion and attempted capital deletion in an attack that left one of her daughters deleted and the other seriously injured, told her surviving daughter and ex-husband before she was transferred to state prison unit that she was sorry. I sorry. We'll talk about, we'll talk about, we'll talk about dark triad personalities. We'll also talk about, we'll also talk about um, uh, I can't remember, uh, postpartum psychosis and depression. And yeah, we'll talk about that as well. Let me do uh, two more stories and then we're gonna move on. Mother charged in death of her two toddlers who were found, get out of here, who were found stabbed multiple times in the bathtub. Detectives say if domestic dispute with younger boy's father sparked chain of event. Right here. So the younger boy's father, so there's two different baby daddies. It looks like the younger boy's father sparked the event. This was in the Bronx. So they tried to blame mental health on this one. Police say the 22-year-old Bronx mother charged with killing her two children and a family shelter made unusual statements about the devil following her arrest as detectives investigate whether a domestic dispute with the younger boy's father sparked the chain of events that resulted in the deaths. The boys, age three years old and 11 months old, were found with multiple stab wounds submerged underwater in a bathtub with clothes over their body. Their mother, Damone Fleming, was charged Monday with two counts of deletion, intention to murder, and depraved indifference. Let me go down to the, it says right here. Let's go down to where the, oh, they don't talk about it right here. They don't talk about where the father, the father of the, the, the father of the 11-month boy allegedly slept in a car outside the apartment after the argument because Fleming told security to not let him back in the building, according to police. Are you seeing, are you seeing something here? Are you seeing a pattern? Are you seeing a pattern? Now, some of these things, man, I'm, I mean, I remember these things. I remember them. A lot of people forget. And then when something happens, when a man does something, they say, look at what these men are doing. And I'm always like, women are doing them too, <laughs> right? And they probably do them more, but they just go unreported. The media doesn't get a hold of it. In fact, some states don't release that information. But much of it remains around the spirit of La Llorona. 
All right. They cannot see any way out. They cannot see, hey, you know what? Let's put the let's put I'm not in good shape. I'm not in good economic shape. Let's put the kids with the dad in the best interest of the child. No, they'll put their kids in worse shape, even take the kids lives as opposed to having them with the father. It's sad, but it is going on in our country. It needs to be called out. How many stories have we done? I've done like five or six stories, maybe even more. And I'll do more stories if indeed we get over a thousand likes. All right, get those likes up because what we have to do now is make sure that coffee, make sure that coffee don't run through the system all the way. Do me a favor, man. Check out the free agent lifestyle book and we'll be back. free agent lifestyle book the link is in the description box below don't tell me you can't find it because i cleaned up the description box down below do me a favor man let's get the likes up we are all at a thousand likes so let's continue the stories who thinking this now who's able to handle these stories anybody want more because there's more stories and they get even darker and dangerous so again i'm warning you this content is pretty dark it's hard to handle if you're a simp if you're a captain save a we're not here to say men don't do this either, okay? We're giving that as a, yes, men do stuff like this. We're giving that. But are you comfortable with hearing this happen? Are you comfortable with making some, taking some action? Are you comfortable with acknowledging that this can occur and it's a danger to men, not only men, children? And by the way, are you comfortable with admitting just because the child is still alive and put in the worst situation that that's just as dangerous, when the father has a better living situation, they actually could do better, but the mother keeps the kid away and actually sacrifices the kid and not help the kid even move forward. No plan, no money. The money goes to the courts. The money goes to, the, to, to, to hiring hitmen. The money goes to helping the mother buy purses and, and do their nails, okay? And as you can see, you see how many people are leaving. You see how many people don't want this. If I was talking about straggle daggles and hoes and 304s, they would be in here. I would have 2,500 people in here. But as you can see, the women aren't here today. The women that normally watch this show, they are absent today. So the 300 haters that normally watch my show and hate watch me, they're not here today. Take a look. Take a look at the numbers. They're normally, I got 2,100 at least, 2,500 tops. Guess what? They're not here today. They don't want to hear it. <laughs> right? They don't want to hear it. So anyway, let's get you to more of this show. We're going to hear you. We're going to give you guys the truth. Right here. Let me see if I can give you another story. Give you another story. Here we go. Virginia mom, who deleted her daughter's and plot to exact revenge on husband 
gets 78 years in prison right here. Wow. What? <laughs> now, these are the stories. You got to dig them out. And you can't handle this. You can't handle this. You can, Listen, if you want to do a show on men doing these things, you can do a show. But are we going to handle this with the women? So what is this going on? Why do we let this evil type vindictive nature related to relationships and you legacy ninjas listen up? Why do we allow this? Why do the courts allow this? Well, they don't want the women to be out here committing violence. I'm under the op opinion that the courts know that women will become severely violent if they actually dished out custody fairly or properly in the best interest of the children. In fact, the best interest of the children could mean that the children could be alive simply because the courts give them to the mother. If they gave them to the father, the kids probably wouldn't make it. I'm just telling you. So let's take you right here. Victoria Youngblood gave her daughter sleeping pill gummies before shooting them in their beds. Yes, this is the type of episode I told you, I warned you about. Nobody's talking about this. What are we doing? All right, let's get to it. A Virginia woman who fatally shot her two daughters was sentenced to a jury for up to 78 years. Victoria Youngblood, 37, was convicted last week of deleting her daughters in their home. She had pled, pleaded not guilty for by reason of insanity. Of course, Sharon and Brooklyn are two children that should be alive today. I have 11-year-old daughters who have their whole life ahead of them, and it guts me to imagine her life cut short. This case is a terrible tragedy, and I hope today's verdict brings a measure of healing to the family. According to prosecutors, Youngblood told, her poli told police her plan was delete her, to delete, sorry, Youngblood told her police that her plan was to delete her kids and then turn the gun on herself. She wanted to exact revenge on her ex-husband who was scheduled to move to Missouri with the daughter that weekend, one of the daughters. I'm trying to leave names out. Youngblood bought a gun on July 27th and on the night of the deletions, gave her daughter sleeping pill gummies before shooting them in their beds. Brooklyn was shot once in the head and Sharon twice, according to the Post. Before Shannon died, Sharon died, she was able to call 911 and talk to the officers. She said her mom came into the room and said, I'm going to take you to see God, and then shot her. The other daughter died at the scene. Youngblood was taken into custody after she called her ex-husband and left a voicemail telling him she loathed him in admitting to the deletions. Now, I have a phrase over here that says, and I quote, let me go big screen on this one. Women hate their fathers. Women hate their child's fathers more than they love their children. Women hate their child's fathers more than they love their children. And this is evident, not just on these stories, but the way they behave by keeping their children away from their fathers. And they do this via the courts, the police, the CPS, the child support system. And nobody bats an eye. Now, many of them don't take it to this level because what you don't see is how the, child's turn, the children turn out when they become adults. 
So when they become adults, how did the kids turn out? Nobody cares. But a lot of these kids are out here struggling. A lot of these kids are out here mental health issues. A lot of these kids are out here broke, misdirected, unguided, undecided. A lot of these kids don't end up well. Nobody does the data or the follow-up. By the time these kids hit 18, 19, 20, 30, 30 they end up jacked up. And it's just the same. The, the child's mother hates the child's father more than they love their children. Am I making my case? Is there anybody that wants to dispute what I'm talking about? Because I'm laying down these receipts right now. I'm laying down these receipts. Where are we at? You want to dispute any of this information? Because I got more. Unfortunately, I got more. <laughs> Y'all not ready, are you? Are you re- I told you. I told you. You got Y'all ready for this? Y'all be ready. Y'all be ready. Because when these topics come up, they want to shut it down. And the reason why, the reason why is because men are afraid to talk about this. Number one. Number two, men want some punani. So they don't want to talk about it. Well, I got money for punani. I can just go on and pay for it. I don't need anybody to like me to get it. So I don't need to make sure I don't step on toes. But I'm going to step on toes today. He says, nope, case closed. And we ain't even done yet. Your Honor, I would like to present Italy, Texas. Let's take you to this story right here. Okay, it gets, it gets, we got more. Of Dallas are searching for answers after three children were stabbed to death. It happened in Italy, Texas, which is in Ellis County. Dozens gathered there last night to remember the children. Police say three kids were found stabbed to death inside a home. Two others were hurt. Law enforcement sources tell WFAA the children's mother is in custody. She's accused of stabbing her children when a CPS worker, excuse me, got to the scene unannounced yesterday. Residents in Italy are heartbroken. This is very shocking. This is very shocking. Uh, uh, from 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 uh, this, this. Damn, Ninja. <laughs> he sound like me reading, and he's just trying to talk. But we'll give it to you. We'll give you the story. Uh, I do have the story of the woman in Italy, Texas. Here, let me see here. It's out of order, so bear with me. All right, it's out of order, so bear with me. I do have a follow up on it. I don't. Oh, here it is, right here. All right. <laughs> my man so it says right here let me see i think i have two stories on it there's the one story right here mother charged with capital deletion and deaths of three children in italy texas there there's the mother so we got to start thinking about who we're impregnating now i do have the follow-up story what was what was the story what was the reason well why mother accused of deleting three of her children in italy texas was set to lose custody of the children right there. There it is. My theory is standing up right now. So instead of the kids going to the father, she layarona them and put they ass to sleep. They hate the child's father more than they love their children. They hate, dude, why don't you fight for your kids? Why don't you do? They hate the child's father more than they love their children. She was set to lose custody and she said, well, that's it for you, night, night. Unbelievable. A 25-year-old woman has been accused of stabbing her three. Oh, she has five kids. Jesus, 25 and five kids. 
Well, that could mean that could mean a lot. It says right here, um, and it says right here, earlier this month, they were set to remove the children. The state investigators lost custody of her kids because of a drug-related incident last year, according to newly obtained court documents. Okay? So that's why she did it. She did not want to lose custody. And when the, chat, when the CPS person came up, showed up, she was like, well, I guess I got to employ uh, Order 66. Okay. All right. Are we doing good? Are we doing well? Are y'all able to handle it? I'm, trolling, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So here we go right here. We got another one. Guys, it's not over. I, st- I got so many tabs open. It's crazy. So many tabs. Gresham woman. This is Oregon now. Deletes her two children and herself in the midst of what? A custody battle. A custody battle. Somebody says, read their name. Okay, yeah. I need to go back. Uh, I'll go back and read their name. Her name is, oh, that's why you did that. Shamaya Dayashana Hall. All right, let's go back to the Oregon story. Story. Gresham, Oregon, deletes her two children and herself in the midst of a custody battle. La Yarona. So instead of having the kids go to the father, they say, hell no. Let's go ahead and delete the children and myself. Let's read some of this story. A woman deleted her two children in their Gresham apartment this week as she was in the midst of an acrimonious custody battle with her former spouse, according to family members, police, and court records. Ashley Palmer, age 31 of Gresham, daughter, I'm not going to read the children's name, died from gunshot wounds in a murder deletion. Gresham officers found the three dead after being called at apartment complex. It says right here, Ashley Palmer had separated from her spouse. I can't pronounce these names. In 2018, gentlemen, 2018, it was four years later and she still can't take it. Four years later and she still couldn't move on with life. Let's see. It says the father told the Oregonian and the Oregon Live that the couple divorced two years later and they were in the midst of a pretty bad custody battle. We were in the middle of trial, and the children were going back and forth between our houses, said the father, age 34. Ashley Palmer was facing the prospect of having shared custody. Mm. Bruh, we're not talking about lost custody. (laughs) We're not talking about lost custody. We're talking about shared custody. And she said, you know what? Everybody's time to go. What? Is the case being proven? Are we proving these cases here? We're not talking about lost custody. We're talking about sharing. And they checking the girls out. <laughs> but people don't want to talk about it. People bury these stories. And it's going to be always Jermaine's fault. It's his fault. Let's go to the next one. Go to the next one. See here. Oh, we got another one. Diane Downs, the killer mom who shot her kids so she can be with her lover. 
she basically pulled the she basically pulled the um the equivalent of the um the woman in that drowned her kids to be with her lover. All right, but mothers are best, right? Mothers know best. Mothers will never harm their kids. All right, what are we doing, man? It says right here, in 83, an Oregon mom named Diane Downs pulled her car over to the side of the road, shot her three kids in the backseat. Then she claimed she was a victim of a carjacking. Mm. Susan Smith. But believe all women too, right? Yeah. Hey, man, are we ready for more stories? We got more. This ain't enough. This ain't the end. All right, that's the one in Texas. I don't want access. No, I don't want access. No. All right. Take this off. Where is it? It closes. Let's put this down right here. Are you reading this? Dad wins custody of kids. Then ex's boyfriend deletes him moments after. Are you guys, are you guys with me on this? Are you guys seeing this? He won custody. I'm sure it wasn't full custody. Then got deleted. Mm. (laughs) What? I can't wait to read this. Man, but no. No, dad's out here, bro. Dad's out here are deadbeats. A father was shot to death by his ex-wife's boyfriend after leaving a court hearing when he won custody of his children. Alex Brown, 29, was shot outside his mother and stepfather's home in Louisa after returning from the hearing where he was awarded custody of his two sons. The suspect, David Branham, 36, was also involved in the custody dispute, according to the news release. Before the shooting, he shot into the vehicle that Brown was in with several others, the release says. It says right here, Random is charged with deletion and attempted malicious wounding. Additional charges are pending. Brown's mother, Susie, whoever her name is, wrote on Facebook that Brown was in a custody dispute with the ex-wife and that Branham, who is her boyfriend, was not involved. She also wrote that the shooting in the car occurred about five minutes before Branham chased Brown down and deleted him. She described the moments leading up to the shooting. He says Brown's girlfriend was driving the car back from the courthouse and Brown was texting his brother to say she was, that say he was happy that he had gotten custody of the kids. All right. McCoy was also in the car and wrote that the shooting started as the car pulled into the driveway. Okay, right there. So look. What do we got, guys? I mean, listen. I still got more stories on this. I still got more stories on this. There's just too many. There's too many. But the, the whole thing that we're talking about here is this. These are the things that happen. And I think we're cracking the code as to what's going on. All right. We're back. We're, we're to Jermaine. Jermaine is here now. And it's all Jermaine fault. It's always Jermaine fault. Let's go to New Orleans. New Orleans. A New Orleans mother accused of stabbing her two children in the midst of what? A custody fight. Mm. Guys, <laughs> La Yarona. What are we doing? We going for this? It's not because 
there's the there's okay these are the pictures of the kids all right let me see if i can find a picture of the mother okay that's another story all right so the woman that says this is this is the woman's story and it's all jermaine phone it's always jermaine phone all right so this is her this is the story of this woman who's saying this now what she did was she deleted her children well she stabbed her children and then jumped on facebook live and with the whole tirade with blood on her shirt i can't show the video because it's kind of gruesome but she's saying hey i did it it's over i did it and it's jermaine's fault the father was wanting to be a part of the kid's life the father was going to take the kids away from me so i had to stab him and it's all jermaine's fault it's always jermaine's fault it was jermaine's fault it says right here balloons okay we ain't gonna read all that right here it says right here her daughter uh her daughter three-year-old daughter identified as Paris Roberts, Roberts died from the injuries. Her two-year-old son identified by the family members as Jaquan or Jason, <laughs> I can't pronounce it, remains in critical condition. So the daughter died. I think the son stayed alive. Everything unfolded Sunday around 11 a.m. And it says right here that uh, somebody had just finished his sermon at the Law Street Missionary Community Baptist Church about 50 yards from the woman's house. Let's get to the real. It says right here, in surveillance videos obtained by Fox 8, a man described by a neighbor as the child's father is seen arriving in a white pickup truck and running towards the house. Minutes later, the same man is seen rushing back to the truck with the toddler in his arms. The older sibling followed behind, stumbling and falling to the sidewalk before getting up to run again. Police say the three-year-old girl died at the hospital. Okay. The woman's uncle released the following statement. On Sunday morning, our family endured the unspeakable tragedy. Mental health is a crisis that is affecting every family, and ours is no different. The lack of mental health services and the toxic mix of social media has added to the problem we face as a community. This is the family statement of the woman who deleted her children. This is a large family of faith, and we ask with all humility that the city pray for our family and pray for the two children. According to law enforcement sources, the father was alerted by a chilling video that the woman posted on social media, and it was this video. And it's all Jermaine Fowles. It's always Jermaine Fowles. It says right here in the video, which has since been removed by Instagram, the woman faced the camera in a white tank top, stained with blood and sobbed, I'm done. My children are dead and I'm done with life. And it's all Jermaine Fowles. It's always Jermaine Fowles. If she would have reached out to me, I would have offered her my services to counsel her. Who's talking about that shit? All right, anyway. Court records show that the woman... And the child's father, Jermaine, and it's all Jermaine Fowles. It's always Jermaine Fowles. Were there? It is locked in a custody battle. Roberts, the Jermaine, sued the woman in April in the Orleans Parish Civil Court, seeking joint custody to allow him to see the children every weekend in the court documents roberts alleged 
that the woman was not letting him see the children and that she was not stable nor providing a healthy environment for the children. See? And they had a hearing already ready to set. But she blamed Jermaine. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Are you picking up what I'm putting down today, ladies and gentlemen? Give. <laughs> For joint custody, guys. We're not talking about the kids are going to be taken away. This is just sharing. He said, same name. It's the woman. She was just going to share it. And she's like, nah, I'm going to devour these kids. I'm not going to have it. All for some weekends, not even full custody. He's just like, can I see him on the weekend? She was like, uh, well, let me think about that. Uh, no, I hate you more than I love these kids. If I can't have them, you can't have them either. Are we picking it up? Are we picking it up? So we, have, we hear about the Debbie daddy. We hear about men that ain't doing their job. And guess what? Do we hear these stories that often? Nope. But I'm telling you to them today. Let me get to these super chats. That's what I need to do. Let me get to the contributors. Then I have, I got like, I got like five or six more stories. I got like five or six more stories. Uh, anyway, I speak for the men, not for myself. Please understand, I go through this stuff. I don't just speak for myself. I speak for the men going through this. I want people to know that these men dealing with these devouring mothers are not the only ones going through this. I want to let you know that the men like myself are not the only ones going through this. I want to let you know that there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of men going through this right now that don't have the platform like I have. And they cannot have their stories heard. Please do not make this just about me. This is not just about me. I fortunately have built up a platform to reveal these stories because men cannot. And if you're mad that I'm doing this, do something about it. But you won't. You won't. You'll continue to ignore it. Simps, you'll continue. Look, we don't have the numbers here. Because people don't want to hear it. They want to go with the same tropes because you're comfortable with it. The father left and he a deadbeat. Let's move on. Yep, he left. Another one left and these fathers ain't stepping up. In all of these cases, the father trying to step up. And when he does, she makes him fight. So when people say, you didn't fight hard enough, the question is, why does he have to fight? Why does he have to fight every time? And not only is he fighting, he, uh, he's fighting for just a little piece and they can't take it. Mm. Not even the whole kid. They're getting parts of the kid's life and the mother's like, oh, hell no. Right? So I'm trying to tell you, we wish we had a movement to keep, keep um, to, so men could talk about this. But of course, you want to make this just about me. No, it's not. These are millions of men. What about these men's lives that have been lost? All because, not because they were badass, bad to their kids. It's because they just wanted to be there. They just wanted to be there. But we're going to just still sit with the, oh, he left, he a deadbeat. Still going to lie on that, right? We're going to sit here after you went through this show and seen story after story after story of this happening. All right. If it suits you, fine. 
<laughs> but we're going to keep this show going. Let me get to the contributors to the day show. We're going to still say men are controlling. It sounds like the women are the ones controlling. Right? It sounds like they're the ones controlling what the father gets to do and what the father can't do. When they're in our country, that's not what they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be sharing with the father, not just unilaterally making decisions and restricting custody from the father for whatever reason. If you make this about me, you're missing the point. If you make this about me, you're missing the point because I ain't dead. I just showed you a whole bunch of fathers and children lying in graves right now, and you're still making this about me. It's sad. That's completely sad. You're still going to make this about the red pill and evil and you still going to make it about that. And when these kids lying in the graves and these dad's names that nobody remember, you're still talking about me. All right. It's okay. It's okay. Shout out to the Empire Podcast Coach. He says, do you think this is a class thing? Well, I mean, we're seeing a lot of people from all uh, walks of life as well doing this. So I don't know if this is a class thing. Riv says, thanks for this stream. Betas everywhere. Amazing. Indeed, Mr. G. Green is in the building. He shares my first name. Getting ready for the fight, so it's barbecue in there. The fight's this weekend. It's barbecue in there. All right, yes, indeed. Um, Let me go over to PayPal and Super Chat simultaneously. Shout out to Tout Noir with the sponsorship. He says, it's wild how these bitter moms would rather let the kids live in poverty than to just give the dad, give them to the dad, or just at least agree to equal parenting time. Guys, the fights that happen, there's fights going on every day where the mother is saying, I need to keep custody, but he needs to pay. And the courts go for it because they have their hands in the same cookie jar. Now, why does that make sense? If he, if you can't support them and the father's willing to support them, why does he not get the kids? Now, if you can support them, why aren't you sharing with the father? Okay. Those should be the only two conclusions we reach in this country. Now, when the father leaves and he's not leaving under duress, meaning she's not making it complicated and he gives up, meaning that he completely abandons the family, then that's different. But if the father's there and he's willing to be there, why do we do this? We keep playing this game and you keep earning stupid prizes. Shout out to my man, handyman Trey in the building. Appreciate you. It doesn't make sense, does it? But I've now boiled it down to that the courts, when they say in the best interest of the child, it sounds like they're saying the best interest of the child's survival. Because if they stop giving custody to these women, guess what would happen? These women will probably delete their children. If I can't have them, you can't have them either. Shout out to Jay Cool. I'm just, he says, I'm really started. Wait, I'm really starting to hate Normie thinking. There are men out here that will actually think women make better parents than fathers and literally act shocked when it's presented otherwise. That's why I unplugged from the Matrix Free Agent Lifestyle for Life. Yep. The data shows that children thrive in two, two scenarios. The data shows that children thrive in two scenarios. Do you know what those scenarios are? 
The data shows that children thrive in two scenarios. In one scenario, it shows that children don't even have a chance. The two scenarios that children thrive in, typically, not all, is two-parent households and when the children are raised by the father alone. Where they most likely don't thrive, statistically, is with the single mother household. No father. Now, the co-parenting data is not even out yet. But children do better when there's two parents or a single father, no mother. But when it's mother only, the data is undisputed that they turn out worse. (laughs) Not exception to the rule. Not, hey, this woman sent her, her daughter to Princeton as a single mother. I'm sorry, but that's true. It's the truth, but nobody wants to keep talking about it. You keep wanting to go back to the old comfortable tropes of Oprah, the dad left and left us there, and he abused us. When the, when the uncooperative mother is removed from the parentage, the single father has a better, the kids have a better chance under the father, alone. Meaning there's no co-parenting. The mother's gone, all right, and she cannot interfere. Uh, Shout out to Mr. Albert says, I hope you legacy ninjas are listening. They're not. They're still trying to fight me. All right. The education movement says, thank you for everything, coach. Great show. I was wondering, do you think the mother of the kids secretly hates their own fathers because she deleted her father's kids? Interesting. What are your thoughts? The mother of the kids secretly hate their own fathers. Yeah. Um, I would say that there's a lot of that going on, whether the father was abusive and or the fathers tried to hold them accountable as young women. We know that women rebel against the father. That's a com- common thing for a growth of young women. So young women present the father as the disciplinarian and the mean guy, and, 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 and he yelled. But that's mostly because the woman was rebelling. They don't talk about that part. They just act like she was just sitting there uh, trying to uh, feed the dad chicken noodle soup, and the dad threw the bowl of uh, soup across the room. <laughs> what the dad was trying to prevent her from was becoming a single mother. What the dad was probably pre- preventing her from was having older men throttle the daughter. What the dad was trying to prevent her from was being on a stripper pole. What the dad was trying to keep her doing was keep her nose in them books and uh, get good grades. So he was putting down that hammer, but she wanted to rebel. She didn't want none of that. So then guess what? She decided, I'm checking out on that. Now she's looking at her life at age 30, wondering where she jacked up. Hey, what happened? And she's still, oh, when I was a kid, my daddy. (laughs) All right. No, your daddy was trying to hold you accountable and give you equality and make sure you knew that there was requirements to live up under his roof. And you went skedaddle. Let's talk about that. Because these same women will say when they were younger, they mess with older men. These same women that had their, these, um, these fathers that were controlling, they were what? running the streets, messing with older men, experimenting with drugs, having high sex and promiscuity, body counts. They also had that simultaneously. I showed you two women that actually tried to use that. Well, my dad, but then the whole 10 minutes before, they was out there at 14 dating 18-year-olds. They were out here at 18 dating 25-year-olds. They were out here with a high body count. What do you attribute that to? See, that's accountability right here. Whole time they in the streets. 
JC says, coach been talking about La Yarona, and now it's a movie. All right, look, they get me over on the free agent lifestyle channel. It is what it is. New, 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 new world order. But yep, we've been talking about La Yarona, and now it's a movie. All right. Yo, they t- they get in this stream. They trying to attack. New, 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 new world They trying order. to attack the stream. Kevin W. says, it looks like the cases you've mentioned, unless I miss one, all involve men who actually wanted to be there for their children. That is the biggest part of this case. The biggest part of these cases are centered around men saying, okay, I want to be there. And they end up dead or the kids. <laughs> like, make it make sense. How is that the case? When, when we are told that fathers just left, but also fathers that try to not leave end up being victims of uh, homicide. What are we doing, y'all? Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. New, 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 new world order. I gotta get. I gotta get back onto this show, man. Y'all not want. Y'all not. Want, they not wanting this type of information out because this that type of information that when people have it, change needs to happen. I'm changing thoughts. All right, look. I gotta get this right here. Uh, no government name says, fellas, listen to the wise one, CGA. He says, thanks for what you do. Appreciate it. Kevin Sullivan, shout out to the best edutainment in these streets. Thanks, coach, for all the knowledge and wisdom. And what's up for the weekend out here? I got y'all thinking out here. And what's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend? Kathy nigga? Shea says, tough show today. I'm all in my feelings. All right. Salvador, see, coach, it's Friday. I'm at my job working next to an irate gordita without clucking range within clucking range of human resources give me the buzzer hey man hey do not let her his listen to this show last one catfish says one day i'm gonna drop my wallet on your show shout out to you all right are you guys ready for more if you're not ready for more it's time to go because i still got more i got more and i'm laying down my proof if right now okay here we go i'm laying down the proof if okay this is the bulletproof stream. Nobody can tell me any damn thing. Uh-oh. California, Los Angeles. Woman who deleted her children after losing custody gives life in prison. Okay. Why did she delete her children? She lost custody. Are we, are we, are we with this? Are y'all with this? <laughs> but we keep ignoring this shit. This happened in 2013. Of course, she got punished, but what am I? What is the common denominator here? It's not because she was mad or angry. It's because oh, if you if I can't have them, you can't either. Here's another one. Here's another one. Let me see if I can read the details. An Arizona woman, an Arizona woman who deleted her two children after bringing them to California on the pretense of going to Disneyland was sentenced Friday to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Marilyn. K. Edge, 44, of Scottsdale, pled guilty last month to two counts of deletion with special circumstances and the death of her daughter, Faith, 10, and Jalen, 13. Sounds like she had them with a black man. After losing custody of her children in September 2013 in a family court hearing in Georgia, where her ex-husband lives, she ignored a court order to surrender them to court four days later. See, when you get a custody exchange, it should be immediately. Instead, she skedaddled, okay? She drove across the country with them and checked in the Santa Ana Hotel late in the evening. 
Edge deleted her two children by using a combination of medication, drowning, and suffocation. Hours later, she tried to delete herself, but she couldn't. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And she's still alive. She was arrested at the scene where she was uh, also had tried to strangle herself with an electrical wire and told police where her children's bodies were. Jesus. Why? Why? La Yarona. What are we doing? What are we doing, y'all? Y'all still want more? <laughs> Yo. I tell you, man, I think these courts know not to give these children away to the father. They, these women are going to go crazy. They can't handle it. They cannot handle it. We now know what the best interest of the child means. Now we know. Because the child, children will be dead if they give the kids any custody to the father. All right. So anyway, she can delete them kids, but she can't delete herself. Uh-oh, we got another one. Where are we going? Y'all ain't ready to handle this. Woman found deleted with her children in Carolina Forest was in a custody battle. What are we doing? Are y'all still going to deny me? You going to deny me? You going to deny me like the chiefs themselves? I'm pulling the evidence down right now. She was an elementary school teacher. They cannot handle it. We're going to South Carolina. An elementary school teacher was found deleted with her two children after a shooting in Carolina Forest neighborhood. And she was in the middle of a custody battle. Right there on the screen. Right there. You see it? Highlighted. When, oh, you can't see it highlighted. I can see it highlighted on my screen. This is an epidemic at this point. This is a damn epidemic at this point. It says right here, 42-year-old Laura Moberly, 11-year-old Eric, and 8-year-old Emily were all found shot to death at the home in Centennial Circle. Oh, um, officials believe the shooting itself happened hours before they were found. Records from family court show a legal order of separation was filed by Laura's husband, William, on June 13th. The latest filings were dated August 30th, the same date of which a temporary hearing was scheduled. Records show that Laura filed for financial de- uh, filed a uh, financial declaration while an affidavit and report was also filed by a guardian at Linum assigned in the case. So essentially, it's, it's kind of like a lawyer appointed to represent the children. Okay, so a guardian at Linum is a lawyer appointed, kind of like a lawyer or a person that speaks for the children in custody cases. So it sounds like, let me just tell you what was going on here. The father was fighting. The father was fighting for custody, and he was going above and beyond, and the mother was probably restricting the custody. All right, and playing games. And then the father just pushed and pushed and pushed, and she couldn't take it no more. It says right here, records also show that the presiding judge issued a temporary consent order on Tuesday, but the specifics of that order is not immediately known. The day after the scheduled hearing, officers of the police department responded to the area around 145 for a welfare check. An incident report shows that officers tried to make contact with the people inside, but there was no answers. Officers then forced entry at the front door, and that's when they located the suspect, 
and two victims inside the home unresponsive and not breathing. Okay? Right here. Okay. Now, take this down. She was about to lose. But let me tell you something. She was about to lose. She was only about to lose probably half custody. It wasn't even full. I'm assuming she wasn't about to lose full custody. She probably was going to get half. She couldn't take it. La Llorona. Now, the, here's the thing. The blood is on these courts' hands at this particular point because what they're letting the women do is assume that they're just going to get full custody. I'm going to just take the kids from the dad. Now, when the dad contests, then they go to, oh, well, no, nobody can have them. Then. They can't handle it, all right? When the dad wants to fight to be in the kid's life, and he has to fight and do all of this and file that and hire an attorney and guarantee that they line them. And even when he fights, they can't handle it. Hold on for a second. I got to pull up this video. Let me see here. Uh, I think I have the video here. I'm going to show you another video here of a La Llorona. Oh, uh, let me see if I can find it. Dang, they won't, it won't pull up. I wonder if they took it off of YouTube. Because it, I'm going to just show you a, another situation here. Let's see if I can find it. It's like on a court TV. And she completely loses her mind. When the judge was like, I'm going to grant 50-50 custody. I've showed the video quite a, quite a few times. And she loses it. She gets everybody arrested up in there. Yeah, it's very much buried on YouTube right now. I can't find it. But this is what men are going through. Men are going through this. And the blood is almost on these courts' hands right quick. So we do have more. I got more for you, gentlemen. We're going to San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. Right there. I know you can see partials. It says, record shed light on custody battle. Police say drove mother to delete young children. Okay, there it is. San Antonio. This is uh, 2020. I know there's still simps in here. <laughs> I know there's still simps going, well, but they, they trying to give these women a pass. There's still some men in here ain't buying it yet. You still haven't been convinced. I know. I got more for you. This is why I've piled up so much evidence. San Antonio divorce records are shedding new light on a custody battle. Police say drove a San Antonio woman to delete her two children and mother, her mother, Jesus. She took her mom's out fam and mother as part of a triple deletion suicide. Uh, oh, I messed that up. Self deletion last month. Investigators say Karina. I can't pronounce that last name. Age 37 shot and deleted. Her daughter, age five, and son, age three, and mother, Galena, age 68, before turning the firearm on herself. All of their bodies were found by the child's father, April 27th, after he looked through the window and of his ex-wife's apartment. Let me see if I can get the rest of the story here. Okay, the parties agreed that while a court-ordered custody evaluation was being conducted, that the two children would live with the father for three weeks at their home in Mississippi and with the mother for three weeks in their temporary home in Texas. The parents also agreed to exchange the children. The exchange of the children would occur in Orange, Texas. 
but the divorce proceedings took a less amicable turn in January of this year when records show Karina applied for and received a temporary restraining order against the husband, ex-husband, preventing him from taking possession or having access to the children. So this is, again, the courts allowing these women to go in and lie only to keep the kids. A judge subsequently ordered a forensic psychologist to investigate and evaluate the circumstances surrounding an alleged outcry of sexual abuse. Okay. So the mother in desperation ran to the court and said he's sexually abusing the kids. A psychologist was tasked with interviewing each parent, the child, and a Mississippi Child Protective Services representative, a San Antonio police detective, and others, toy soldiers. Toy soldiers, we call them. The judge also directed the psychologist to review the child's school records, physical and mental health records, as well as any criminal history in the parent's background. Toy soldiers. So when, the de- when they say fathers need to fight for their kids, this is the fight they're talking about. When, the fa- when they say the father didn't fight for the kid, well, this is going to cost him fifty dollars to $100,000. The father won't have the money for this. Not only that, these people are employed, and even if he pays the fifty grand, there's no chance that the kid, there's still a chance that the kids don't go with the father. So then when they say the father's left, this is what they are saying the father's left for. Oh, he left. He left because he didn't want to put up with this shit. He left because he didn't have 50 grand to put up with this. Guys, I'm shedding light on a problem. I'm shedding light on a problem that has run rampant here in America, not just for me, but for millions of men. And he's like, if I win, I still lose. If I win, I still lose. But nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. Yes. We're talking about 50 to 100K. Yep, the flying monkeys. She brings in the flying monkeys. Look, man, this, this, this is going on right here. Is it, dude, there was so much. There was so much in this, in this case. If I have a chance, I'll come back to that. But instead of her living on with it and letting the children get access to the father, she was like, I'll kill the kids. <laughs> This is a rampant problem in America. I got more. Uh-oh. Where are we at here? Minnesota. Mother deleted six-year-old son 10 days after regaining full custody of him. Fathers claim child welfare employees ignored warning signs. This week, Minnesota woman was found guilty of deleting her six-year-old son just 10 days after regaining full custody of him. It's a case that has local residents asking how it could happen. Some point fingers at the state's child welfare services and the family court and so forth. The jury deliberated for less than two hours before returning the verdict against Julicia, Jalisa Thaler, a 29-year-old Spring Park woman with a history of mental illness and drug abuse. No, drug abuse and then that led to mental illness. Let's get that straight. The evidence presented in the case was so disturbing that the court offered Jurors crisis counseling. The boy was found shot to death in the car trunk. Her own son. 
Defense arguable, argued reasonable doubt. Okay, mother motive could have been this. I'm interested, and there's the mother right there. The prosecutors argued that an uh, that word. Wait, the prosecutor argued there was overwhelming evidence that Thaler was guilty. Cell phone data linked her to all the sites involved in the death. It says right here, Thaler killed her son for life insurance money because her mental health. And uh, after the stresses of a custody battle with the boy's father, right there. You guys can see that? For some reason, I can't make it larger. Mental health after stress of a custody battle with the boy's father. <laughs> it's, I'm giving y'all the evidence in the real. Not that she was a drug addict, not that she was evil, not that she was jealous and vindictive, not that she didn't hate the father. Ah, she won custody and still deleted the kid. Ah, y'all don't want, y'all not ready for more. I still got more evidence. Oh, this is the one right here. Uh, she was found guilty and she flipped off the judge. Um, so this is the, this is the mother right there. She looked like her mind bad. And these people will admit to having mental illness and the judges still give the custody to the mother. We got another one. Beachwood mother. Where is Beachwood? Ohio. Gets 10 years for hiring hitman to delete ex-husband. The Beachwood mother of four who hired a hitman to delete her ex-husband was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Lake County. Common pleas court. Judge Eugene Lucy, that's why I don't read names, gave 41-year-old Christine Mether the maximum sentence after her jury found her guilty last month of conspiring to commit aggravated deletion. Says right here, Lucy said in a telephone interview that he gave Mether the maximum sentence for four reasons. Her lack of remorse. They don't have guilt, guys. Guilt is not in their life. The extreme psychological harm she caused the ex-husband, their four, uh, their four daughters, and Metter's new wife. Her involvement, her involving the father in the scheme. All right, so she involved her own father and blaming him for it. Oh, damn! She blamed her own father and her failure to stop the scheme at any point along the way. She and her seventy-seven-year-old father were arrested after the Eastlake police officers who posed as the hitman showed her father a cell phone of David Metter posing as though he had been shot in the head in the Florida hotel room. Quote, she wanted David Metter deleted as revenge for getting custody of their 16-year-old daughter and to prevent him from getting custody of the younger girls. I'm going to post, I'm going to put this up larger. You see this? The reason why she wanted him dead was because he fought for his daughters. Mm. Bruh. And then involved the dad at age 77 for this and blamed the father through his ass all up under the bus. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Why don't fathers fight? <laughs> Why don't fathers fight? Somebody says, why do you think drug use comes before mental health? Because it does. I proved it already. So sit your punk ass down. It does, period. 
Look at all these rock stars that delete themselves and got mental health issues. They be drug addicts, period. I already proved it. I'm not going to rest on this point. All right? Substance abuse comes before mental health. Now, if you want to fight that shit, go find these pseudo-psychologists. <laughs> right? Anyway. Ninjas going to act like they can do drugs and have stable mindsets. I was doing drugs and it, because I was mentally unstable. Nope, it was vice versa. Sit your, back, <laughs> sit your ass down. Ninjas, don't fight me on this. It's irrelevant. <laughs> right? Ninjas get the bottle, start partying, and smoking drugs to party, and then they get mental health. Anyway, period. I already showed and proved it. Now, let's stay on this shit. <laughs> All right? Let's stay on this shit. All right, look. Father trying to fight custody, and for, for revenge, she hired a hitman. <laughs> All right, anyway, let's get to the next one. They just always think they can go out here and smoke dope and drink and blame it on something else. No, you a, you a crackhead, period. Let's move on. <laughs> right? Stop smoking crack and dope, and you might not have mental health issues. Let's continue. <laughs> All right, anyway, let's get to the show. Woman accused of hiring hitman to delete father of her child. This is another woman. Louisville, Kentucky. You see how ninjas try to sidetrack you? Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. A mother is behind bars after police say she planned to pay a man who killed, wait, who deleted her child's father. Oh, he got, he actually died. Amanda Needy is charged with deleting and a fatal stabbing of her ex-boyfriend, Nick Morris. Let me continue down with the story right here. It says right here, I think he was there with me last night. I really do. I haven't felt him in a while. I was, it was like a relief. I don't even know what this is right here. Okay, so let me go down and see why she did it. Here it is right here. Police say needy, age 28. It says right here, they say she planned to pay Timothy Singer the man who was arrested for fatally stabbing Morris, Morris shared a daughter with Needy and had been fighting to get visitation rights. You see this on the screen? You see this on the screen? It wasn't because he was evil. It wasn't because blah, blah, blah. It was because he was fighting to get visitations. Why don't we stay on this topic? The father had to die because he wanted visitation rights. How many more stories do we got to see, man? <laughs> There's this is more and more of these stories, and nobody's talking about it except for CGA. All right, uh, let's see here. Sounds like Needy was Singer's roommate at the time of the stabbing. Oh, she paid, did she pay the guy that was his roommate? Nah, it's another guy. It's another guy. Interesting story, though, but there's a woman right there. Good Lord. There's the mother. There's the mother. Here we go right here. We got another one here. We got another story. Residents pray for slain children as mother remains in custody. Oh, let's hear what happens here. Where is this? Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> All right, so this happened in... Memphis, Tennessee. Four children were stabbed to death at, a, at the Greens at Irene Apartment Complex. 
a 911 call was placed from the scene that said a stabbing had taken place. They checked the kids' pulses, and they had none. Deputies say that the children's mother is in custody. The father was questioned by law enforcement, although officials say he was not in the home at the time the children were stabbed. Family members said the couple recently got married. Wow, they recently got married. It says right here, all four children died. I hate this teeth thing right here in my way, this ad right here. Okay, so we got the uh, father just getting married. There's no history, a previous history of, of uh, family with the DCSS or any of that. Okay, so anyway, I can't stand this teeth in my damn picture here, but we got another one. Got another one. A mother charged with deleting her children, a possible explanation for the unthinkable. What did they blame? It says right here, uh, postpartum depression and postpartum psychosis. Something that I did several shows on. Too many people, to many people, it's the unthinkable. This week, a Duxbury, Massachusetts mother allegedly deleted three of her, uh, two of her three children and seriously injured a third, a seven-month-old infant, then tried to delete herself by jumping out of a window of the second floor. People reacted to the tragedy with shock and grief, but many guessed a possible cause. Postpartum psychosis, a rare and severe form of postpartum depression triggered by the massive hormonal change experienced by new mothers. Okay, and I think this story, oh, nope, this is a different story. Oh, it's a different story. Some woman in some county here named Tashana Caldwell accused of deleting her baby in 2013 spends less than a decade in state custody. She used the kitchen knife to stab, stab this young child. And of course, let me see here. I think there was a custody battle right here, but uh, I can't see if they mentioned it. So we're going to skip it. All right, we're going to skip it because I don't think it applies greatly. Uh, this is the woman who jumped out of the window uh, deleting her kids. Let's see what the problem was here. Let's see if there's a problem that they acknowledge. All right. Um, they're not acknowledging any. This is the postpartum psychosis issue, but I'm not sure if there's a, Oh, is there a, It says it would not comment whether any mental health may have played a role in the deletions and if there were any mental health history, uh, histories. All right. So we'll continue with this one. Uh, that's the same woman. I believe this is the same woman involved here. All right. Uh, I think I was researching it, trying to see if there was a connection. All right. So she strangled the kids. Uh, here it is. Come on. It says Georgia High Court upholds conviction of a woman who deleted daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law. It says right here, the woman was in the middle of a divorce with her husband. Stephen, prosecutors say the couple had just completed a child custody swap Oh, I remember this. When Struby was deleted. All right, let's read this one. So this is a similar one. The Supreme Court of Georgia has upheld the conviction and life prison sentence for a woman accused of deleting her daughter-in-law in a Target parking lot. Joanna Hayes has appealed her conviction to the Supreme Court, arguing that there was not enough evidence to convict her of the deletion of Heather Struby in 2009. In a recent ruling Monday, the high court disagreed and upheld the conviction. Authorities say that Struby was in the middle of a divorce with her husband, Stephen. Prosecutors say that the couple had just completed a child custody swap when Struby was deleted. 
So it sounds like he brought his older daughter. Prosecutors contended Hayes didn't want her daughter-in-law to get custody of the child. Prosecutors say Hayes wore a wig and mustache to look like a man when she shot Struby. Ay, ay, ay. Redoing. I wish I had a picture of the wig and mustache. All right, so that's Olivia Dunn. All right, man, look, that's enough of that I can handle, man. I can't handle more than this. <sighs> I can't handle it. I can't handle more than this. This is a heavy stream. I told you and warned you that this is a heavy stream. But there's just too much information that we have to not even um to not even take action on this. How do you how do you take action? First of all, we got to start holding people accountable for telling tropes and lies about men. And those lies are that the men gave up. The men didn't want to be there. The men left. And you've got to stop taking that at face value. What you probably are seeing is that the men don't want to put up with the bullshit no more. The men don't want to pay high costs to see children for part-time. The men would rather put money to the children's future as opposed to giving it over to child support and fight paying lawyers for custody. So when they say these men leave, you got to understand that these men most likely had significant robots placed in front of them. And then the guy said, I can't check. I can't afford that. I'm going to check out. Then now come back and say, when they do fight, what do they risk? Even fighting can get you to lose your life. And even fighting can get you uh, to have your life of your children taken. This child sacrifice. I said earlier that women have been responsible for deleting a lot of kids, even when you take early or early terminations of pregnancy into account here. If we're just going to blame men all the time and say men this and the men didn't do that and the men are violent, well, I just showed you a parade of evidence saying that it's just as violent, if not worse, on the other side as well. So the first thing to do when you take action is to not believe the bullshit out here. That's the first way you do it. Second way you do it is actually support the men that are going through this and not just blame them for it. Are uh, you hurt and bitter about your case, coach? It's not just mine. Sounds like it's a lot of other men. So the simps come in here and try to make it about me. When there's millions of stories, I, how many more stories do you want to see? I could sit up here all day and show you that men have been losing in this battle. So it's not just me. There's millions of other men who cannot speak. So that's how you take action too. How else do you take action? Well, you can take action to prevent, protect yourself. If you're going through this, if you're staying for your children, watch this. It's cheaper to keep her. I'm going to stay for the children. Why? Because you know what's at risk. If you leave and fight, your children can lose. You can lose. So you stick around in your marriage or your relationship and you walk in eggshells around your woman because she's emotionally unstable. How else can you take action? Well, one of the things that we talk about here is when you're going through these situations, being able to speak about it instead of letting the courts tell you to shut up because you're scared walking on eggshells. Okay, walking on eggshells to believe that this can happen to you. Right? But I'm telling you, I'm speaking for a lot of people who cannot have spoken about this. And what we're now establishing is there might be a, be, uh, a best interest of the children because they know these women become violent when they don't get their way. And one of the tip-offs is they constantly in court 
fighting actions. And they know, they're like, we can't get this woman, we can't take these kids from this woman because she'll become unstable. Now, here's the next thing that you could do to take action is understand that just because the kid didn't lose their life, that they didn't lose their life. Just because the kids didn't lose their life doesn't mean they didn't lose their life. In essence, when they go into the worst situation, the mother's rewarded by a couple of hundred dollars of child support. The kids come out far worse in the end. Just because they didn't die doesn't mean they didn't die. Most of the time, these kids do not make it out of this, and they become slaves and wage slaves and losers. Okay? And nobody is attributing back to the toxic environment that was provided and fought for by the mother. So when these kids are out here losing, turning in the OnlyFans girls, whores, what did they say? They, she got daddy issues. No, it sounds like she probably had mommy issues. The kids don't have a future. They have nothing to show for it at the end of their uh, teenage years as they turn to adults. They end up having to be co-parent, live with the mother. And these kids don't die fast. They die slow. You understand? That's how you take action. So when you look at these young people and we blame Gen Z and we blame the millennials for being where they are, they already been dead when you talk about the amount of divorce and custody battles that have been going on in our world. And when these kids don't have nobody to turn to and the dad finally says, well, it is what it is and moves on with his life. Then you want to blame the dad for not coming in and helping the kid as an adult after the mother then scraped the insides of these kids inside and threw them out in front of the family court judges and these attorneys. And these kids have nothing to show for it. Neither does the mom. I'm proving my case. Proving my case bit by bit. And you can ignore it, or you can keep trying to use the tropes that these black fathers and these fathers ain't trying. But I showed you that these fathers are trying. And the kids are laid to waste and sacrificed in the courthouse steps by mothers, not fathers. You can change your mind, you can change your mindset, or you can keep dealing with the comfortable lies out here and keep blaming the men. But I just showed you that ain't the case. It's undeniable. It's undeniable, and CGA is the best out here. This is why I'm the most dangerous show on YouTube. This is why people can't handle this truth. But we better turn this narrative around fast or we'll continue to let these kids die slow. We got our brother here. He says, Coach, you are representing me. This is our brother with the double co-sponsor and a half in the building. He says, this is Roderick, says, Coach, you are representing me. Thank you. Child sacrifice is real. Child sacrifice is real. It's not just when the kid loses their life. It's when they're sacrificed because of the emotional terrorism that these women and mothers are allowed to perpetrate against them because they hate their child's father. Mm. Shout out to our brother here. Thank you, brother. I'm rich, bitch. Deny all you want. You can't deny it. I laid my case down. Child sacrifice is real. We're sacrificing children left and right. Shout out to Jamie in the building. Thank you, sir. Or ma'am. <laughs> All right. Our brother David says to raise today's curriculum, these 
bitch is crazy out here. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. And everybody knows it. Jones G says truth is painful, so keep spitting it, coach. Indeed. Shout out to our brother uh, James says fake abuse charged seven years ago, never went back. So these guys are getting false claims. They're getting false um, um, RPOs. Am I saying that right? They're getting challenges. They're getting, have to go to court. They have to get CPS, psychologists, guardian ad litem. They have to deal with the judges and they have to keep going back. And then they say, well, the dad left, <laughs> right? He left. Look, he left. And then false accuse, false accusations. Oh, and then what happens is the child becomes an adult. Like 50 cent, 50 cent goes through this. The child becomes an adult. They've already been sacrificed and used as pawns and stripped of everything. The mother has nothing to show for it. And then they say, well, dad, be a part of the kid's life again. Why? And then they blame you when you say, I'm going to just walk away. And then the kid comes back at 28, no future, no goals. Mother can't, nothing to show for it. And then they come back struggling, financially stripped, have nothing left, dead on the inside, and the dad's supposed to clean the bullshit up. (laughs) Right? No. The dad has a right to say, hey, it is what it is, walk off. Now, unfortunately, the child was a part of it in many times because these these children are smart. They'll play one parent against the other. So if they were old enough to know, they were old enough to know. But dad already done moved the hell on. It's too late. Why does he have to have the reclamation reclamation progress? Uh, sorry, the reclamation prox, project of trying to make an adult a fit person when he had plenty of opportunity to do that while he was children, while the kids were children, right? When the kid were six, he had an ability to do that. Now the kid is jacked up, drug addict, then mental health patient, then down and out. And now at the last minute, when the child is desperate, now they want the dad to come into the kid's life. Hey, fix it. He's unfixable. He's broken. She's broken. She's unfixable. The mother ruined him. You're ruined. <laughs> right? Listen. But it's the dad's fault. It's 50 cent fault when he washes his hands and say, hey, it is what it is. But he don't want to. He ain't got time to fix that damn kid. He don't got time for that. Why didn't they let him fix the kid when they had a chance? Never feel like you have to. Never feel like you have to take on that project, gentlemen. All right? We have to start taking stands against that. Because they're going to guilt you into trying to fix the bullshit. And you're like, I ain't going for that. You ain't got to fix it. Now, if you decide to fix it, fix it. But just know you're starting over with that kid. And if that kid is already set in their ways, ain't nothing going to change. They're just going to be a dependopotamus, all right? And they're going to be living with you. Greg the Terrible says, I'm, an American, I'm a Mexican-American, and I believe that La Llorona came from fatherless families or an abusive, crazy family. It also is the most, is that most of us are products of our surroundings. Coach, saving lives out here. Shout out to you. All right, I skipped a few people, but I'll get you. Thank you for sharing that. Maurice. Anderson, this dream fire coach, keep preaching. Catfish A, I like your doom and gloom segment, but today, and today was rough. I, I warned you. Today was rough, and they're reporting my stream as we speak. They don't want you to know this. 
I'm giving you too much truth. King Sigma, just paying my respect. Since it's been a while, keep dropping that wisdom. Thank you, sir. I got, did I get Deadly Edly? He says, not only you got to beat the odds of being born and surviving childbirth and early childhood, you got to survive possibly getting deleted by a bitter, devouring mother who hates you and the child's father. Age of Machines says, rolling with CGA all the way on this one. You set foot in family court, you will learn how bad it is. It is not for you. It is not for you. John Doe, keep exposing these terrible mothers. And that's what I'm going to do. Joe Hardy, Super Chat, it's Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Now, we heard it quite a bit, so I'm not going to play it. JC, you made me realize how lucky me and my daughter are. And your daughter was actually uh, used against you as well, if I'm not mistaken, meaning that your daughter, you had to fight for her at 16, if I'm not mistaken. Your daughter was 16. And since your daughter did not side with the mother, you guys waited till she was 18 for you to continue your parentage. Give me, give a thumbs up in the notorious CGA stream if that is true. So JC had the exact situation and instead of fighting, he said, I'll just wait till she's 18 and I'll miss the next two years of her life and I'll just come back around when she's 18. That's what he did. Shout out to Irvin says, thank you for your services, coach. I learned a lot of vital information from you and this is much needed for men, but very hidden. God bless you. Shout out to you. And JC just admitted that I was correct about his story. So it sounded like the mother was trying to cause bullshit when the kid was 16 and the daughter called it out. The, the daughter knew it and they basically said, we'll just wait till I'm 18. So he had to wait two years, miss all of the, miss all of the things, prom, driving school, driver's license. He had to miss all of that. Because the daughter recognized the mother was being La Llorona. She was being a devouring mother. And he just waited till she was 18. Probably had to pay child support too, if I'm not mistaken. Did you have to pay child support? Please acknowledge. Angel says, but coach, that single mother's kid enjoyed, enjoyed, <laughs> enjoyed eating spaghetti with no utensil on an aluminum foil table. They would much rather eat like that than to be with the father. I got to find that clip. I know, man, that clip was crazy of the single mother one day. She, she, she put aluminum foil on the table and she just, she just put, she just put spaghetti all on the table and they was like eating with plastic silverware in, in their hands. It was the most ridiculous scene that I've seen. I'm like, dude, her child, the child's father got to have done better than this. Uh, he said child support was running out. She was threatened. So, yes. So, in those two years, child support was about to run out. She probably fought, filed false claims against him. And the daughter realized it and said, hey, we'll just wait to get together until we're 18. Shout out to Jamal. I find this interesting that you were discussing a very serious issue like this. And how there are several cases of women doing this to their kids. But a famous Christian YouTuber has one more on more than several occasions, talked about how he can't stand men who abandon their kids, but I've never heard him talk about cases like this about women. So one of the reasons why is because he's going to tat, he's going to dip into his wallet. He's going to lose his female following. And everybody knows this, and, and where women go, money goes. 
So you're probably talking about Dr. John Deloney and Dave Ramsey. They were with few, they wouldn't step foot in my arena talking about this because they know the women can't handle it and the simps can't handle it. It's always these men that leave. She tried to raise the child support by 1K. All right, thank you for sharing that. We got Be Real Mahogany. I paid for an oil change, new wipers, and a car wash. She's happy. I'm happy. Free agent lifestyle aftercare services. Sometimes you got to pay the price. Joe Barboza. Thank you, sir. You doubled up, says Buck Coach. She's strong and independent. Indeed. David Tully Blanchard. Checking in from my job, Coach. You going ham on this. They probably going to ban this stream. My male... Uh, my white male co-worker is flabbergasted right now. Keep telling the truth. Coach gang for life. Yep. Nobody wants to deal with this, man. Uh, and the first thing they go say, but what about the men? <laughs> All right. Now, what about the men? V mad. Oh, I shot. He says, please read this first. He says, coach gang. I had to chime in on this one. Women don't have love. They receive it. He says they are controlled by their lost energy and without being under masculinity he says mama's love v mad out here men seek first i think i read that right all right all al l hidden truth with s single moms and he says women get full custody only to constantly pawn them off so she can get her back blown out randomly bringing guys over mentally confusing the kid single dads real uh rarely do this sorry rarely do this so, yeah, the single mothers get custody of the kids, push them off to their their mothers, their grandmothers, essentially. The daycare center, and they want to go out and party, and they use child support money to do so. And this is primarily the case, not always. Um, Jermaine says, I appreciate you, coach. I'm definitely in my feelings, fam. He says, just uh, relived all of my ex's BS. Just relived all of my ex's BS. Yes. What about when the fathers go through this? I have a question. When the fathers go through this, what do they get in terms of support? Not financial support. When the fathers constantly put in these scenarios, when they finally always have to go to court, and do people say, yeah, he's going under some stress? We, we had a story where the woman said, I went through stress of a custody fight. What did the dad go through? Did he go through any stress? See, it's assumed that he was the bad guy and had to be reported to court. So they did not give him any stress. They said he was a stressor. He fought and it caused her stress and she deleted her kids. Mm. What does the father go through? Right? The father went through some stuff. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Kaylin says, when you point out the negatives in female nature and behavior, the matrix loves to say that you're a misogynist um, for continually covering, uh, to continue covering for women after the stream, I know that people will still be in denial. Thanks, Coach, for pointing out the hypocrisy. Giving birth to a child doesn't mean she'll be a great mother. Women can be worse as parents, especially if they couldn't maintain a permanent per permanent family unit. And thanks to their own selfishness and stupidity, I got a question related to that, though. I got a question because you you actually brought up something. Many of these cases were not baby mama, baby, like baby mama, baby daddy cases. You notice that many of them were still divorces as well. So it wasn't just like baby mama, baby daddy. It was like married, divorce, custody. Um, 
We got a Nick uh, Abel returns to eating. This show, the best advertisement for anti-natalism or surrogacy. Enigma, WPG, Coach on Fire today. The masses want to ignore this as it does not fit the narrative. Appreciate you putting this knowledge out here. All right. And the knowledge is, dude, this is undefeated. I, I Listen, if anybody wants to step up and challenge what I presented today, please do. But you cannot. Jeff S. says, look up the behavioral sync experiment because of feminism, humanity has moved into stage four of the social and cultural decay. Even using survival mice and rats for a new, uh, new, new universe, they were so damaged they couldn't even begin stage one. So yeah, we're kind of up shit's creek at this point, essentially what you're saying. We're in the social decay. We're used to it. We'll continue the denial of why we're going this way and so now if we started over we couldn't if we started over on the right foot on the good foot if we actually said okay all the new youngins will get traditional marriage no divorce stability we couldn't do it our society could not stand it we got our brother no government name he says this is an intense stream here's a little donation to the legal fund Shout out to you for that support right there. Sponsorship. JC says, just dropping another 10 spot for a great stream. Headed, heading out to get a minor elbow surgery from wrestling with a six-foot mastodon. I should be in and out. Keep holding the line, agents. Shout out to the coach gang. Yeah. We got three more. Jermaine says, amazing show. Keep up the great work. Craig says, facts, coach. I am wait. He says, I'm watching this in real life. You're watching this play out with you in real life. We got a couple of Vimos. Shout out to, we'll call you Kermit, says, for the Baby Mama Terrorist Fund, send me out with the barbecue. Shout out to you. There's barbecue in there. Brian says, thank you, coach, for doing this work, paying my tuitions for the hard truth. There's barbecue in there. Darian says, I brought you in this world. I could take you out. How many single mothers raised coach gang members heard this as a child? All right. Did I get Salvador? Coach, it's Friday. I'm at my job working next to an irate gordita within clucking range. I hope you got your headphones in. And let me refresh the screen before we get up out of here. And I'm going to tell you, before you go, make sure you catch in on the weekend streams. The weekend out here, we got Sunday and Saturday on Locals. All right, we got our man, Deshaun, says happy. He says, hey, good afternoon, coach. Thank you for reporting on these cases. They need to be heard. Although I'm very fortunate to never have gone through this with my daughter, I feel for the ones that have. All right, shout out to you for that one. And I think I got everybody on here. Anybody that wants to do a breakdown stream on this or a rebuttal stream, please feel free to do so. This is not to make women look bad. This is also just to shed light on what a lot of men have to go through. Unfortunately, a lot of men have to go through this. And a lot of men, some men lose their lives. Some men take a person's life. Some children are sabotaged. Some children lose their lives. And this is just the reality of it. Hey, man, look. 
If this episode disappears, you know why. The truth is too real. Men, unite, man united forever. He says, my coach today, tomorrow, and forever. Love you, coach, and the coach gang. This is the undeniable truth, and the truth is what it is. Enjoy your weekend out here, and what? Wear your condoms, have your bail money. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Make sure you don't go to jail, protect yourself, and don't hit below the belt. Enjoy the fight this weekend. Maybe I'll be at it. Hit the like button on the way out. And we out of here, brothers. Peace.